Welcome to the Fantasy Zone Podcast with Ralph Mazzone and Evan DePauli as your captains on the deck. Strap yourselves in for we are about to take off into the unknowns of fantasy sports deep space. Together we will explore the eons of fantasy information and challenge unknown dangers to bring our fantasy rosters out of the black holes. Episodes coming Tuesday and Friday on the podcast sections of Spotify, Apple, and Google. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Fantasy Zone podcast. Today will be a special episode. I'm going solo today. Unfortunately, our my co-host Evan could not be here today. So I'll be filling in for the both of us. So if this turns into be a train wreck, well, we know who to blame, right? Of course. Um, so today it's going to be more or less the same things, but the order is going to change a little bit. We're going to start off with some free speech. And then we're going to go into uh, injury news, uh, Thursday night recap, matchups, and then that'll be it. And hopefully you guys will be listening to this on Sunday to make those key uh, lineup changes that will propel you into the next round of the playoffs. So, without further ado, we will start with the free speech segment. And everyone, lower your hats, because this free speech is no happiness, it's just sadness. The other day, we decided, Evan and I, to host a podcast where we had a lot of our friends join in on the call and talk about their fantasy playoff matchups. And it was a pretty good episode. We broke down quite a lot of matchups. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, but unfortunately, that episode is history. And just to say a few words about it, you were great, you will be missed. I'm deeply sorry, my friends. Let's hope to do this again soon. And now the minute of silence. Ah, no minute of silence. Sorry about that. But anyways, we're going to be moving on to the rest of the the show. And we're going to be going into some injury news. And it's going to be very fast. It's going to be in and out. These are just people that we saw on injury reports. They were either questionable or not questionable. There was mentions about whether participation in practice or not. So I'm just going to hop into it real quickly. Okay, so we saw DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to be in. Josh Jacobs, probably going to be out. A.J. Brown in. Claypool in. T. Higgins Probably in. Dar- Darnell Mooney in. Jonu Smith feels good, expect according to him, and he expects to be in. DJ Moore out. Curtis Samuel in. Antonio Gibson out. CH in, but in with hopefully his regular workload. Daniel Jones in. Julio Jones out. Christian McCaffrey doubtful, but I'm expecting him to be out. Salvon Ahmed out. Kyle Rudolph out. Er Smith in. David Johnson out, uh, Denzel Mims out, Galladay questionable, 
but I think he's going to be out. But if he's in, he's probably going to have a limited role. DeAndre Swift is questionable, but he's trending towards in. Gurley in with a heavier workload, according to his coach. Chris Carson in. Godwin in. Fitzgerald in. Drake in. Elliott in. Gaskin out. Justin Jackson um monitor because he was just activated from the IR. Austin Hooper monitor because it was it's a brand new energy uh, injury and he hasn't practiced today. Zane Gonzalez, woo kicker mention out. Frank Gore in, but it's a beware in because he did practice in full, but he hasn't cleared concussion protocol from what I've seen. And that's all we have for this episode no i'm just kidding we're going to be moving on to the thursday night football recap and basically from the ram side unless your name was cam acres you didn't have that great a game cam acres did so much of the heavy lifting in this game he had 29 rush attempts 171 yards two catches for 23 yards 21.4 fantasy points in the ppr format now, that was just great. He might end up being one of those league winners for you uh, in these fantasy playoffs because they seem to be starting to feature him more, which is really, really nice for some. But And this could have been someone that you got off the waiver wire because a ton of people really gave up on him, especially when Henderson and Malcolm Brown were getting way more work than he has. But he seems to have passed them both rightly. And... He's just going to be amazing. He's got the Jets next week. How can he not be? So, as for the other players, Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, they had some mid-teens um, scoring, which is is okay. It's not going to sink you, uh, but it's not going to really prepare you, propel you to a win confidently. Uh, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, they had disappointing games, which is uh, unfortunate at this time of year. And that's pretty much it from the Rams' side. I, the defense actually participated and played well as well with a nice uh, pick six. So, Rams, Akers, you're happy. Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, you're meh. Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, not happy. But now we'll go to the Patriots' side of the ball. And on this end, I mean, I don't think there were many of them that were played to begin with because of the major fact that the Rams are an insane defense and honestly reflected in that score and it reflected in the output from the Patriots players so basically here you have the wide receivers Bird and Myers who did the best and they no one top 10 points by the way in the Patriots side so that's something to definitely mention um, Harris had a 50-yard game Cam Newton's the real um let down here he's probably was the one that was the most started of all these players and he put up a dud this could be a losing dud for you in your playoffs so hopefully you didn't play him and if you did i pray for you to uh have your the rest of your team pull him pull your team out of the deficit and that is it for the thursday night recap and I think we're going to now just jump straight into game previews. And this is going to be even faster than regular. So, you know, there's no real back and forth here. So the discussion is only going to be me, my opinion, and that's all that matters in this episode. All right. 
So we're going to start on the Tennessee versus Jacksonville side over under a 53. Looks like it's going to be partly cloudy and warm. And we're going to start on the Tennessee side. And I think the start of the game here has to be Derrick Henry. The only way to phase this guy out is by putting on 40 points in the first half, as the Cleveland Browns did. Can the Jacksonville Jaguars do this? I don't think so. So that's why I feel like Derrick Henry will go back to his normal workload, and he'll go back to eating defenses, eating the Jacksonville Jaguars in this particular case, alive. So I'm not... I, Derrick Henry is their first option, and I think that he will get his normal workload. Tannehill's a start. A.J. Brown's a start. Corey Davis a start. John o. Brown, I think he's a sit because he can't... I don't think I can really trust him, no matter how good he feels. And I think Ferkser can be the tight end to play in this game. From the Jacksonville side, I think their start of the game is going to be Chark. And I do believe he's going to have an insane game because... Glennon's going to have to throw the ball more often than having them run it. I know they're going to give James Robinson his carries for sure, 100%. But I think Mike Glennon's going to be looking deep for DJ Chark. And I am actually starting him in DFS because he's a great value against a very porous uh, Tennessee defense. You know, they allowed the seventh most points to wide receivers. And uh, DJ Chark's an amazing player. So I think he's going to take full advantage of this matchup. Uh, as for the rest of the Jaguars, Glennon, you'll flex him. Possibly, if you have two QB leagues or a super flex league, he could be an option there. Uh, but in standard leagues, you're probably not going to start him. Uh, Robinson, you definitely start. Chark, like I mentioned, you start. And then the other options, you sit. Chanel, Cole, the tight ends, you sit them. Next game we have here is Kansas City versus Miami. Over under 50.5 points. Weather also looks like it's going to be partly cloudy and warm. I will start here on the Miami side because I have here, because I do these matchups a little bit ahead of time, I have here the start of game to be my, on the Miami side to be Miles Gaskin because he came back and he had, and he just assumed his normal role from before he got injured. Unfortunately, due to COVID, he caught it or he was in close contact to someone who had it or tested positive for it. And now I think he's going to be out of the game because you have to have a certain number of positive tests, which happens on consecutive days. And I don't believe he has the time to clear it in time. So I do full believe him to be out. And in this case, then, ooh, it's going to be hard. But I guess I'll default it to Devontae Parker because, honestly, I don't feel like Tua Taivola can finish this game. I I have the sneaky suspicion that Fitzmagic's going to come in. And if Fitzmagic is in, Devontae Parker is always great and reliable fantasy-wise. So, to recap, Tua, uh, you sit him because I don't believe he'll finish this game. Parker, you're going to stream him or you're going to flex him. You can't really feel confident putting him, I have him putting up one WC... Uh, WR1 or WR2 numbers. And Gesicki, you could potentially start him because of the fact that, well, there are not many deep top 10 tight end options for this week. And I do believe he's got a, a fairly good matchup. Yeah, the, the um, Kansas City Chiefs are 15th. They allow the 15th most to uh, tight ends. So 
That could that's uh, that could be a positive matchup for him there. On the Kansas City side, well, what <laughs> I wish I could put Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill because I just feel like. They're all going to just always have an amazing game. You might have your odd game here and there where, where they, one of them doesn't produce, but at least one of them will come up huge. And I think, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, I'm going to go with Hill. He's had at least 25% of the targets in four straight games, which is crazy because it's not just 25% from an average quarterback. It's 25% from the highest paid quarterback and the biggest the best quarterback in the league right now and don't don't get angry at me Aaron Rodgers fans so to recap here Mahomes start uh Clyde Edwards Alaire you could flex him or actually you could start him probably in your top two right uh, running back slots I do believe he will uh get more work in uh Bell you sit Tyreek Hill you start uh Watkins you could flex him if if you need, if you're desperate, I think he could be a good play. Kelsey, you could start. And I think even the defense here on the Kansas City side can be streamed. Uh, next game, we're going to be going into is Houston versus Chicago. Over under a 45 and a half. Partly cloudy and cold. So it's going to be a cold game. And, I mean, we're getting to that time of year. Hopefully you'll... Uh, the cold doesn't bother some of these players because this is where our fantasy matchups are, uh, our fantasy playoffs are going to be decided. So everybody's got to stay warm. Everyone's got to stay toasty. Let's get these points. From the Houston side, I think the start of the game is going to be Houston, uh, Watson. And the main reason is because he go, wherever he goes, Houston goes. So, you know, he, you know with David Johnson out, with Will Fuller out, I feel like, okay, Duke Johnson can be started, sure, but not with confidence. This is a bad run. This is a bad matchup, even though Chicago has been allowing the top half of points to running backs like over these last six weeks. So, but I think that Watson could be, I could see him getting a rushing touchdown and maybe a passing touchdown or two passing touchdowns. So you start him. Uh, like I mentioned, Duke Johnson, you could flex him. Uh, Brandon Cooks, you start. Kiki Cutie, you can also flex. And and that's about it. Because you're not, I don't know, you can't feel, I can't really feel confident in the tight ends or the defense from the Houston side. Even though, you know, Chicago's playing a Trubisky that is more prone to throwing turnovers. But anyways, from the... Chicago side, the start of the game for me for the third week in a row is gonna be David Montgomery. He is just he's just amazing and he has been playing amazing. It's almost like that concussion that he had sort of like woke him up and start and now he's he's unleashing his potential, his skill onto the NFL and he's taking advantage of these really good matchups. So I think he's gonna be another great start for this week. Um, as for the rest of them, Trubisky, you could stream him. Uh, Montgomery, you start. Robinson, you start. Miller, you sit. He doesn't really get the opportunities to be that productive. Mooney, the same thing. Graham, you could start. And I think the Chicago defense, they're a risky start because I think that they're not as strong as they once were at the beginning of the year. They've been struggling very recently. 
On to the next game. We have your Dallas versus Cincinnati. An over-under of 42.5 points. Oof, that's rough. And it's going to be cloudy and cold. So, from the Dallas side, I'm going to say that the start of the game is going to be Amari Cooper. And for me, the main reason is because Dalton seems to have the better connection with Cooper. And it could very well be because Dalton's throwing balls... He's throwing the same ball to everyone, but Cooper is at least good enough to come down with the catch while the other, you know, because they're probably not in the perfect spots. So, you know, they kind of have to, like, make up for Dalton's throwing accuracy. So I'm going to put Cooper there because it's it's a really good matchup against the Cincinnati defense. And I think he's going to have a great game. He's also a very good value on uh, for DFS, and I'm putting him in, into my lineup. As for the rest of them... Dalton, you could potentially stream, but like that's if you're in like I don't know, like a 16-team league or an 18-team league, or if you're in a, a super flex league, Dalton could be an option here. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you're starting him. Cooper, you're starting him. Lamb, you could flex him. Gallup, not really. You don't really want to sit him because the, the opportunities are very limited. Schultz, you could start, and I think that Dallas Cowboys could be an interesting stream here against these Cincinnati backup quarterbacks. Now from the Cincinnati side, we're going to start I'm going to my start of the game is going to be Tyler Boyd. He the last the last game he caught one pass for 72 yards and a touchdown. He has that big playability, you know, with those catches and runs, he could do magic with the short passes that the that the um, backup quarterbacks in Cincinnati will be giving him. And it's a Dallas Cowboys defense that is subject to do uh, allowing big plays to opposing offenses. Uh, needless to say, now we'll move on to the rest of their team. Uh, whether it's Brandon Allen or Ryan Finley, you're starting them. You're sitting them both. Boyd, you start. Bernard, you could flex him. Higgins, you could start. AJ Green, sorry man, you were once great, but not anymore. You sit him, and uh, yeah. Drew Sample, you could potentially stream this guy. He had 17% and 26% of the targets with these backup quarterbacks. So the opportunity is definitely there. Moving on to our next game we have here is New York Jets versus the Seattle Seahawks. Over under a 47.5 weather, cold and rainy. From the Seattle side, I think it's going to be Carson, mainly because of the rainy. I know that, you know, Russell Wilson is good enough to be able to hit his wide receivers and Metcalf might be might do amazing things and Lockett might do some so-so things based on what he's been doing recently but I think now that Carson having no injury designation going into this game I think that they're going to give him the ball more uh, you know with Wilson having thrown it as much as he done as he has this year you know it's time for Carson to take on a little bit of that load and do and I expect him to take full advantage as for the rest of his teammates, Wilson, you're starting him. Lockett, you could flex him. And I, it pains me to say just to flex him because of the fact that he's been so good for just a handful of games. But they were, they were so good, like 50 points in one game. That, that was insane. And But ever since that 50-point game, he has been doing very well. So that's why like it's sort of a flex because you're not really... You know, you, there are arguments to be made for starting other people 
his teammate though, DK Metcalf, he's a must start. He is absolutely a matchup problem for opposing defenses. And even from the Seattle defense side, they've been playing very well. And you could definitely screen them against this New York Jets that is definitely turnover prone. Now from the Jets side, start of the game has to be Sam Darnold. I have such a huge feeling that he's going to have a really, really nice game. It's just, I played, I've had him on my team earlier this year. And there was this one matchup where I'm like, this game, I feel like he's going to boom. And he ran for like a 50-something yard touchdown. And I'm thinking, hey, man, I could see him doing the same thing. So, for me, Sam Darnold, I would definitely start him. Uh, I mean, in smaller leagues, you could probably you could probably find other options that are better than him. But in, if you're in a, a super flex league, you could definitely start him. And if you have uh, quarterbacks with tougher matchups, I mean, you, that Sam Darnold, I think he could do well here. As for the rest of them, uh, Frank Gore, you could flex him. Jameson Crowder, you definitely start. Rashad Perriman, you could start. Uh, unfortunately, Mims is out because of a personal issue for that, from what I've seen last. And the rest of them, you could sit them. Going on now to the Atlanta versus the Chargers. Over under a 49.5. I think this is going to be a crazy game. It's going to be partly cloudy and warm. Uh, from the Chargers side, I think it's going to be Herbert. I think he's going to have that bounce back game. It's going to be a shootout. And the Atlanta Falcons have been allowing top quarterback finishes more than any other team in the league. And on top of that, they finally passed Seattle as the worst pass defense in the league. So that just means that Herbert is the start of the game. Eckler is going to start. Balage, I think he could flex. I think he's still getting decent enough opportunity. Allen, you could start him. Williams, you could flex him. And Henry, you could start. On the Atlanta side, I do believe this start of the game is going to be Calvin Ridley. Because this is going to be a, uh, a shootout, Matt Ryan will feature his best receiving option since Julio Jones is going to be out. The only thing I can caution you is that Matt Ryan is the key to Ridley's success, obviously, right? And Matt Ryan's statistics without Julio Jones have been very lacking. So, in this case, it's sort of like it can happen because the Chargers defense is generous. But I I think it's going to be a good game for Ridley. And I do believe that it could be a good game for Matt Ryan. And, and Matt Ryan is especially is a value in DFS. So if you really want to go that path, it could it could very well line up well for you. Next game we're going to be going into is uh, New Orleans versus Philadelphia over under a 54, uh, not 54, I wish, 44, partly cloudy and fresh. And the reason why I throw in fresh is because it's, it's going to be cold, but not too cold. It's going to be like a comfortable cold. So like between 10, 0 and 10 degrees possibly from what I've seen. Uh, from the Philly side, which is quite unfortunate side to start on, I, I don't feel confident about, about starting any of these players. But if I had to pick one, I think I'm going to go with the combination of Goddard's and Hertz. I think Hertz will be on the move often and being chased around by the defensive linemen of the New Orleans Saints. And he'll have to have his safety va uh, valves uh, open. Not safety valves, but his safety options open. 
and I do believe those safety options that, that will be open and utilized the most will be Goddard and Earth. So I'm expecting, you know, decent games from them. Uh, but for the rest of them, uh, Hertz, I sit. Sanders, I've, he's like a risky, risky flex. But I would feel totally comfortable sitting him. Rager, you sit. Fulgham, you sit. And the tight ends, you start them. From the New Orleans side, I think here it's going to be a defense that will hurt Hertz. And I don't, you know, I don't really believe that Hertz will turn the ship around for Philadelphia and I do believe he is he will be forced into making some really tough throws and forced to be making some really tough plays where I think that uh, the Saints defense will definitely capitalize on a couple of those opportunities as for the rest of the Saints you could definitely start Hill you could definitely start Kamara you could definitely flex Murray because if this is going to be a blowout you're going to see a lot of Latavius Murray you could start Thomas you could start, uh, you could sit, well, you would sit Sanders, you would sit Cook, and you definitely would start the defense. And it's unfortunate here, because Cook, you know, he showed flashes, but this is one of those games where it might turn out to be like the Denver game they had a couple of weeks ago, where they blow out the enemy, the opposing team so badly that it's just going to be rush attempt after rush attempt after rush attempt, and Hill will only have to throw the ball a handful of times. So that's why... Sanders, Cook, not feeling too great about their outlook. Next game, Baltimore versus Cleveland. Over under of 47 points. Clear and cold. And we'll start on the Baltimore side. I do believe the start of the game is going to be Andrews. He took a break because of COVID. And I think it's time for him to put it on to the Browns. The Browns have allowed the fourth, fourth most points to tight ends. And not to mention, he is by far Lamar Jackson's favorite target. As for the rest of the Ravens, so you obviously you're gonna start Jackson, you're gonna start Dobbins, you sit Edwards, you sit Ingram, you sit you could risky flex Brown because he had a good game last week, so maybe there might be some some opportunity there. Um, but you know I would have no problem sitting him either. And Andrews you start, and defense you also start because Mayfield can throw picks. From the Cleveland side, the start of the game is gonna be Chubb. Although he's still splitting carries with Hunt, I feel like when the game comes down to it, the coach trusts Chubb more. Although I could very well see, you know, a deep drive for Cleveland where Chubb does, you know, a fair bit of running and then they get to the, the into the end zone and they start in, and they start throwing Hunt and sprinkling Hunt in there. Just to, you know, maybe give Chubb a break and then maybe throw him back in if they happen to be on the goal line. So, yeah, I, I see Hunt sort of vulturing a touchdown from Chubb in this game. As for the rest of them, Mayfield, you sit. Uh, Landry, you start. He's been so good, getting so many targets. Uh, Higgins... I think you can sit him. And Austin Hooper, you need to look out. You have to watch out. I have him here as a start. But based on what I saw today with his neck injury, he could be out since he did not practice at all today either. Next will be Minnesota versus Tampa Bay. Over under 52.5 points. Oh, yeah, I'm expecting this to be quite the game. And weather-wise, they are playing 
in a partly cloudy and nicely warm climate of Tampa Bay. So well, I'm expecting this to be quite the shootout from the Minnesota side. I think the game, the play of the week here is going to be Justin Jefferson because it, Kirk Cousins has been on fire and I do believe Jefferson is going to be the more open player and he will be catching the ball very often. As for the rest of them, uh, Cousins, you could start him because he's been so hot. Dalvin Cook, you definitely start. No questions about it. Adam Thielen, you start. Justin Jefferson, you start, as I mentioned. Irv Smith, you could start him. And that's pretty much it. From the Buccaneers side, Tom Brady is going to have the, the game here because of the fact that in plus matchups, he's been averaging somewhere around 25 points per game, which is which means that when it comes to these plus matchups, he really knows how to dissect and take defenses apart. Not to mention he is coming off of a bye. So he's had two weeks to prepare to take advantage of these Minnesota Vikings. And this is a crucial game for the Buccaneers because the Vikings are on their tail and they definitely 100% need this win for their playoffs. As for the rest of the Buccaneers, I think Evans, you could start him. Godwin, you could start. I think even Ronald Jones might be a sneaky snark, but the, the Vikings have a, a good, a solid run defense, so he might run into some, to some problems there, but I think he's going to be fine. I think Gronk, you could also start him. We're going to be going on to the Denver-Carolina game, and this is going to be an interesting game because I'm not expecting much out of this game, to be honest. So the over-under is 44.5 points. So already the oddsmakers don't think it's going to be very good. And it's going to be a partly cloudy game. It's going to be warm. Looks like it's going to be nice. And we'll start it off on the Panther side. And on the Panther side here, uh, if there's no CMC then the, and no DJ Moore, I think the play of the game here is going to be Mike Davis. I think he's going to get a ton of targets, a ton of rush attempts. And against this Broncos defense, which is tough, sure, I think they could still be victimized. I mean, we saw what the, what the Saints did to them a couple of weeks ago. They just put the boots to them on the ground. And I think Mike Davis is in line to have a nice start. As for the rest of them, I think you could start Bridgewater. I think you could start Samuel. I think you could start uh, Robbie Anderson. I think he's in line for a great game as well. And I think even here, the defense. The Panthers' defense is a really good stream. Because the Broncos have been turning the ball, in particular, Drew Locke have been turning the ball over more. On the Broncos' side, now that we were speaking about uh, Drew Locke, I think the start of the game here is actually going to be Melvin Gordon. And I do believe he's going to get a ton of rush attempts. This game, I don't think, is going to get too crazy out of control for the Broncos, where they are going to have to pass it very often. But Melvin Gordon, I do believe he's been on the, on the field a lot. He's been getting a lot of the touches large percentage of it as well and i i think he's gonna have the best game on the broncos as for the rest of them drew lock you sit Lindsay, you probably sit uh tim patrick you start him he's been very very good uh, i don't know the other the other wide receivers you don't start them jared judy it's risky kj hamler it's risky noah fant you start just because the tight end options are very scarce out there and uh, that is it for this game. Now we'll be going on to the Arizona Cardinals versus the New York Giants. 
and this game's over under is 46 and a half and they'll be playing in partly cloudy conditions and you know fairly fairly cold weather but not too bad it looks like it's it's fresh it's nice and comfortable so we'll start off on the arizona side i think here they're, they're playing against a really really tough giants defense and i think that the play of the game here Ooh, and it's going to be hard for me to say this, is going to be Kenyon Drake, just mainly because of the fact that on the running back side, they're definitely allowing more points to the running backs than they do to the wide receivers. So they're they're allowing 15th most. So there, I think, is where Kenyon Drake might be utilized more. Uh, although I would really like to see uh, Kyler Murray going for those big runs again, I don't think it's going to happen in this game. And... I don't know, like, I'm, I'm fairly confused about because of the... His, also, his throwing seems to have decreased ever since that shoulder injury, but he hasn't missed or complained about it, so... I'm, I'm a little skeptical, that's why I'm going to go with Drake on this one. As for the rest of them, well, you're definitely going to start Kyler Murray, even even despite the injury concerns. I think he's he's always a good play because he's always a risk on his with his legs. Hopkins, you're starting. Drake, like I mentioned, you start. Christian Kirk, you could potentially flex him, but like I said, it's risky flex because this, this Giants defense is really, really good. Uh, Edmonds, you sit him. I don't feel too good about his prospects. Uh, Dan Arnold, I mean, it's a risky start. Yeah, two touchdowns the last game. I don't know. I'm not going to be chasing the points there. And uh, the defense, they're an all right play just because Daniel Jones seems like he's going to be He's not going to be going in at 100%. He's coming off of an injury, and we'll see at what capacity he could play, run, and all that stuff. From the Giants' side, it's I think it's fairly good for the outlook for them. I think Daniel Jones, you could stream him because the Cardinals are fairly generous to quarterbacks. You know, 12th most, 13th most to running backs, 15th most to wide receivers. Here, it's just it's all middle of the pack. So I think here you could... Stream Daniel Jones. You could start Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman is my start of the game here for the Giants because he's just getting touchdowns and he's been just an RB1 ever since he assumed the role as the lead guy in the, in the Giants, with the Giants. Uh, I think for the wide receivers, it's very muddled. Like It's very risky to start either between Sterling Shepard or Slayton. But if I had to pick one, I'd definitely go with Shepard. He has more of those routes that are more favorable for Daniel Jones. And Evan Greenroom, I think he can be a nice start here as well. Next up, we're going to be going with Indianapolis versus the Raiders. Las Vegas. Over under a 52 points, which is quite high. Usually, these Indy, Indianapolis games, you, you get them like in the 40s because of the fact that I mean the Colts offensively, you know, they're not they're not the, the nicest things to look at. And the Raiders too, they're sort of hit or miss and they're playing it's a good defense. So surprisingly high, I'd probably go with the under in this game. Um, but let's move on to the individual players themselves. Weather wise they're playing in a dome, so that always is great. And we're starting on the Colts side. Philip Rivers, I, I hadn't mentioned him before in the injury news because they haven't really talked too much about him. But he seems to be dealing with some injury concerns. And so if he doesn't play, I'm not feeling too, too worried about the rest of the players because of the fact that 
the backup is Jacoby Brissett, and he has experience leading that offense. So if River if Rivers plays, the offense runs the same because he's not going to move anyways. As long as he can throw the ball, he's good to go. But if Brissett plays, I don't expect there to be too much of a downgrade to any of the options, really. So my start of the game here for the Colts will be Jonathan Taylor. I think they're finally starting to see what's what makes this kid so special. He had a very good game. I think he's going to continue to get the handoffs and all the opportunities. And I he's going to have. I think he's going to do well against this Raiders defense. That's Raid, which is ranking. Let's see here. Ooh, they're allowing the fifth most points to running back. So definitely a very, very plus matchup. As for the rest of them, whether it's Rivers slash Jacoby Brissett, I think you could potentially stream them both. And Jacoby Brissett is nice too because he'll he could run in the he could run the ball, which sucks for Jonathan Taylor owners, but he definitely has that rushing upside as well. Hilton, I'm not starting him. I think the only reason why he had a good game the last week is because he always has a good game against Houston. So I'll bench him probably this week, and then I'll probably start him next week against Houston again. We'll see if this trend continues. It's very interesting with him. And you can probably... Who else? Michael Pittman Jr. You could... Uh, you could... Ooh, yeah, you could probably uh, flex him. Ooh, the tight end section. This is where it gets muddled quite a bit. Uh, I probably would sit them all just because they eat into each other's production. All right, on the Raiders side, I think the start of the game here will be... Ooh, this is another eeny mini animal because this Colts defense is very, very tough. Even though they've been a little softer recently, I think here it's going to be... I think it's going to be Derek Carr. He... He has to put this team on his back, especially if Josh Jacobs is not playing and it's Devontae Booker again. I think he's going to have to throw, you know, like 30, 40 plus passes and he's going to have to spread it out to, you know, Darren Waller's favorite target, Henry Ruggs, uh, Aguilar to be able to win this game because if not, then their playoff chances are in big time trouble. So, yeah, as for the rest of the the um, players, Darren Waller, you definitely could start him. Devontae Booker, I would sit him because the matchup's very hard. And Aguilar, it's a risky flex. Henry Ruggs, also a risky flex. And that's pretty much it from the Raiders side. Next up here, we have Green Bay versus Detroit. This is a 54.5 over-under, which is a really nice over-under because I think this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a, a great, great game. I'm super excited to see what Matthew Stafford and the Lions can do against with these Packers. It's a divisional matchup too. There's playoff implications for the Lions. Like this is going to be, I think, a very competitive and a very exciting game. We'll start from the Packers side. Uh, it's going to be an Aaron Jones game. I think so. He. He typically doesn't do too, too well when um, he's playing in a game game with Devontae Adams. I have mentioned this several times. If it wasn't for that really long touchdown last week, it wasn't looking really good for, for Aaron Jones. But I think here against the worst rush defense in the league, he will have a big game. And I I hope, I really, really, really do hope. But it, 
Aaron Rodgers has to get his three touchdowns somehow. So Aaron Jones, you know, hopefully you could get two yourself and then we could have an insane shootout. That'd be really, really great. So as for the rest of the Packers, we have Aaron Rodgers, who's definitely a start. Devontae Adams is a must start. I think Alan Lazard, the thing with Alan Lazard is that I was reading reports that they're still being careful with him. And we know that the Packers have a tendency of being extra careful with their players, their injured players. So here I'm expecting Lazard to still have a limited role. So I wouldn't feel too confident starting him. MVS, it could very well be his big game, but it's very hard to predict. So I would sit him for probably a more safer option. And I think Tanyan, you could you could start him because he's been performing fairly well for the Packers recently. On the Lions side, the start of the game here is going to be Matthew Stafford because he's going to be throwing it early and often. Uh, typically, the Packers have a very soft rush defense, but I do believe that the Packers will get so far ahead so early that Matthew Stafford will have no choice but to shoot it more often. I'm not not to say that if DeAndre Swift plays or if with Adrian Peterson you're going to have bad games. It's just that it won't be as good a game as what Matthew Stafford's going to have to do to try to keep them in. And his season really just turned a 180 over these last two games. As soon as they fired the coach and made Darren Bevel the guy who was calling the plays, he's just been unleashed and he's been throwing the ball deep more often. So as for the rest of the, the Lions, uh, I think Marvin Jones, you could start him. Swift, you could you could start if he's healthy, but you really have to monitor that situation. If Swift is not there, then Adrian Peterson is a start. Hawkinson is a must start. And that's pretty much it. Two more games to go, guys. We're almost there. We're almost there. The second to last game here I have is my Washington football team. Versus the San Francisco 49ers. And this is going to be a game that has actually a, for two, five, and seven teams, massive playoff implications, especially for Washington. They're, they're tied for the first in the division, but they have no tiebreaker. So they have to continuously win if they want to have any chances at these playoffs. But they'll be fighting against a San Francisco team who's only a few games back on, or they're one game back technically, of the wild card. So. Big, big playoff implications here. We'll start on the Washington side. I think here the play of the game is going to be Mr. Logan Thomas. Just because he's been on fire and the 49ers defense, you're gonna they're going to be very good. They're going to be pressuring Alex Smith. And he, I think he's going to be favoring the shorter throws. Maybe, maybe standard-wise, it will be Logan Thomas. But I think from PPR standpoint... It's going to be McKissick because, like I said, he, what's his name? Smith is going to throw the ball short and often. Oh, I forgot to mention here that the over-under is 43.5 points. And it looks like the it's going to be a little bit rainy. Oh, well. Anyways. So, for the rest of I think here, Washington's tough matchup. You could sit. I would sit, actually, Alex Smith. I would start McKissick. I would risky flex Barber just because Antonio Gibson is not going to be there. Logan Thomas, I'd start. Scary Terry, you 100% start. And that's it, really, from the Washington side. From the 49ers side, well, they're going to be playing a very, very tough defense in the Washington football team's defense. and But 
Who's going to have the start of the game? I think here it's going to be Raheem Mostert. I think last week, first game back, he looked fairly decent. And he looks to have been sharing sort of the spotlight with Jeff Wilson. Although, I don't think that the usage will drastically change because he wasn't really a guy who was getting 20 plus carries. I feel like here he's going to have a couple of big, big runs that we're used to seeing him from earlier in the year. And with those big runs will lead to big production. So that'll be that for Raheem Mostert. As for the rest of them, Nick Mullins, you sit. Um, Jeff Wilson, you probably sit. I mean, you could maybe flex him. It's not, it's not terrible. Debo Samuel, you could start him. Brandon Ayuk, he's a deep, deep flex if you really need a desperate move. Uh, Jordan Reed, you could start him. And that's maybe even the San Francisco defense, you could potentially uh, stream them as well. And the final game here will be Pittsburgh versus the Buffalo Bills. And I think they're two very good teams, 11-1, and 9-3. They have to be good teams. And I think they're just... They're coming in with... Okay, so Pittsburgh is not as hot an offense as, let's say, the Bills. But I think this Bills offense versus this Pittsburgh defense could be a very nice matchup to watch on this Sunday night game. So 14.5 points, and the weather is going to be cloudy and cold. So I still don't think this is going to really affect it. I think that the Steelers, well, we'll start on the Steelers side, that the start of the game there is going to be Big Ben. It has to be Big Ben. James Conner is coming back from his COVID IR experience, so they might want to get him more involved. But if the Bills are allowed to establish their own passing game and get some points early, Big Ben is going to, I think he's going to start throwing the ball more. They, they've been throwing it a lot because they couldn't really trust Benny Snell. And they couldn't really trust McFarland. But I think they're not, I don't think they're going to stray too far away from it. I think Big Ben's the play of the game and that Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think they're all startable players in this game. As for the running back, James Conner, I think he's also going to be startable. The Bills are 10th um, best at 10th worst. Well, they allow the 10th most, sorry, of points to running backs. So that's very nice outlook for James Conner, Conner in this game. As for Eric Irbon. I think he's going to be a good start as well. As for the Bills side, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, future MVP, is going to be the start of the game. This is going to be a quarterback duel, and Josh Allen will not be uh, out over, no, will not be outdone in this game. I think he's going to be very good. He's going to throw some touchdown passes to either Beasley or Diggs or Gabriel Davis, or Tyler Croft, and he will definitely run. I think he's going to run in the touchdown here. So I think both Big Ben and him will have big, big games. Like I said, like I had mentioned to his other teammates, I think that Singletary, Moss, you set these guys, I don't think they're going to have a really big game. I don't think they're going to have much production. They are not haven't been very trustworthy. 
Uh, Stiggs, you could start. Beasley, you could start. John Brown, if he's there, maybe you could start him. And that's pretty much it. You could start with confidence. And that is it for the matchups. Woo, man, I'm sweating. This is crazy. But I'm glad that you were all here with me for this. My throat is actually super dry. I can't wait to get some water after I'm done here. Just before I end the episode, I will go into a little bit of DFS. I built a lineup, which I feel really happy about. It features Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, paired with Travis Kelsey at tight end, with David Montgomery, Wayne Goldman, and Aaron Jones at running back, Amari Cooper, DJ Shark, and Tim Patrick at wide receiver, and finally with those Carolina Panthers on the defense. Oh, woo! Okay. That was a great episode. I'm actually proud of myself. Pat on the back. Everyone, have yourselves a great weekend. Have yourself a great Sunday. And I hope that everyone has good luck in your matchups. And have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs>